What's going on? This is a special podcast, the first of the year that we're not in the HQ. Uh, the reason why is because we're basically quarantining. Everyone's sitting at this household, so I told Ron, maybe, maybe we do this one uh, remote. Ron, we just did week number five. We're going on to week number six. Before we get into our key predictions, what do you think about this uh, week? I was another good week of football. Some um, exciting games, I think. Lots of uh, lots of pretty you know pretty close games. There were some some games I think that were ruined by some questionable officiating, which I think we'll talk about a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it was it was a good week of football. Bad for my Steelers, for sure. Um, not much I can say other than it was just all bad for Pittsburgh. It was all bad for Pittsburgh. Uh, the Giants just keep surging. Uh, they're about they're about to win five win five games. Yeah, I know. That, I know. It's that's like how much I gave them for the whole year. Yeah, I know. They they got it going. They you know, Saquon looks healthy. That was the issue last year, I think. Um I you know, I told you about the Packers. I don't quite trust them. I thought uh, you know, the week prior that you know the Patriots would have would have a chance and they did. Um Packers just don't look right just yet, uh, on offense. So it's gonna still take a little bit for them. Uh to, to get things going offensively. And in the meantime, Giants, they look, you know, they've been pretty impressive, you know. I think they've exceeded everyone's uh, expectations. I think that that is, that is the surprise team of the year is the Giants. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, who else do you think that is surprising this year other than the Giants? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would say the Rams are going the other way, right? A little bit, but you know, I mean, they they weren't perfect throughout the season last year either. So I know that you know the way they're playing is a little bit concerning. Obviously, Stafford and his health is you know a big question mark for the rest of the season. Um, but they still got time to turn things around. I'm not too too worried about the Rams, especially in the NFC. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and we'll talk about, let's just do the news really quick. Because the Carolina coach got the boot. Um, they didn't even wait till the end of the year. He just got booted. I think he signed like a seven-year contract. So he's probably going to be sitting at home collecting checks. But <laughs> why Why did this fail miserably for him? What was the number one reason in your Um... Listen, and you, you're dealing with a team that's been missing a franchise quarterback for, you know, a number of years since Cam, you know, you know, when he was playing well. So it starts there. You know, you roll out Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Um, 
And then offensively, you know, he's not playing well. Play calling has been questionable. Uh, it was just a matter of time, I think, uh, you know, for him to get fired. It's just a bad situation. I don't know why any coach would want to go there, to be honest with you. You know, they have a good owner, um, the Carolina Panthers do. And I think that they're really, really desperate to win. Um, I didn't think that they were this desperate that they would just fire somebody in their way. Um, but, I mean, again, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to really succeed. And I think that they had a really good defense. So that was just a, a miserable situation from day one. Mm-hmm. And now I guess Baker Mayfield is going to be out for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, so, yeah, again, I, I don't know if it's going to, the quarterback play is going to be better or worse with Sam Darnold, to be quite honest with you. I don't know what to expect, but, uh, you know, that, that team, I think they are at this point looking to rebuild, I would imagine. There's some rumors today about them having a fire sale, if you will, with their some of their players, uh, like Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, we'll see what they you know what they decide to do. They they need to be in the hunt for a quarterback for sure, uh, with this draft. The other things that we want to talk about in the news and we just we saw this game last night, uh, Sunday night uh, Monday night game. Then at the end of the game, Devontae Adams, I guess he was very emotional. He pushed guy. The guy fell. You know, he apologized on Twitter, but I guess now the guy is taking legal action. Who's in the wrong here? Because do you think that guy should not been in his face, or do you think Devontae Adams is in the wrong? I think that they both were in the wrong. Um, one, and I forgot who was speaking that spoke really well about this, but the players, you know, they're they're expecting when they walk off the field or walk out, you know, onto the field, that that whole uh, walkway is cleared. Uh, you're not they're not supposed to be any you know people in, in front of them in their way. And I know that guy was you know was a cameraman, and obviously he needs to be there, but. The, the area is supposed to be cleared to begin with, and it just seems to me that the guy went out of his way to cut in front of him, like directly in front of him. And it, to me, it looked like it startled Devontae a little bit. Now, he should have reacted that way. Probably not. Shouldn't have pushed him. But um, to, to let it escalate to a point where you're filing charges just makes me wonder if it's, this whole thing is just was preplanned and he set this up. Um, but I think it was handled poorly all across, in, all across the board. I think... No, I would say yes. They're both, both of them. Uh, you can place a blame on, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Devontae Adams should know that you're. This is ultimately this is an entertainment business, right? This is just people being entertained, and they expect you to act a certain way, talk a certain way. You know. I remember way back in the day with the home of Char Lynch and you want to talk in the Super Bowl, you find them. That's what I mean. It's like you have to play both sides and this is a very emotional sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, dude, he just lost a really, really, really tight game. And you're going to put the 
camera his face. I mean, he's gonna get fined. It's fine. That's just the way it is. But right. I heard this guy now is like pressing charges. Maybe he's going a yeah. little bit too far. Oh, it's definitely too far. It's ridiculous. Give me a break. You know, he should not have cut in front of him. If, was, if that was out on the street, he wouldn't have done that, right? He wouldn't just like walk up and just cut, you know, anybody off just like that. Um, I, I think it, it's gone way overboard. You know, I hope the NFL steps in um, and does something uh, because, you know, for it to go to pressing charges, it's crazy. You know, what if the players start pressing charges? Uh, that's what I would do. Right. If you got a fan that's yelling upset, you know, obscenities or throwing stuff at you as you're walking off the field, what if players just start pressing charges when that happens? You know, what if they start suing the NFL um, when stuff like that happens? Um, I just think it's it's gone overboard. You know, so I I hope the league does the right thing. Does does he? You know, should he be fine? Maybe. You know, again, I think he probably should have reacted by pushing him, uh, you know, at that point. But, you know, I think it's just the story's just been overblown a little bit. Yeah, definitely has. The only thing that I, this is this makes it two weeks in a row, Ron, that I've been complaining about the refs. The refs, mm-hmm. they're just not doing it this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're not trained enough. I don't know what's going on, but. I mean, last night's game, or even before that, the whole Tom Brady incident compared to mm-hmm. Mahomes incident. I mean, they're not even—they're exactly the same play, but they call it different. So, completely what, different. What's going on? What's going on with the Reds this year? It's been terrible, and you know, I don't care what excuse they they make. You know about what the officials saw, what they—you know—he didn't see. It's it's just a bad call, and I understand not, you know, not hurting the quarterback. Obviously, you don't want to injure uh, any quarterback that's making twenty to twenty five percent of your team's salary cap, right? So, there, you know, you got all these rules in place to protect the quarterback, but it's it's gotten out of hand for sure. And it, it, there's too many instances where. The rule is just not being followed consistently. You know, if, if you're like you said, if they're going to call that on Brady, which I think they shouldn't have called, that was just a stupid, uh, bad call. Then you need to make sure you like, we see the same thing. Uh, you know, on the Derek Carr, you know, fumble. Yeah. Um, when Kenny Pickett got hit and he slid and got hit late, um, that should have been called. Nothing was called there, so. It's just inconsistent. The inconsistency, I think, is what drives people crazy. But those calls specifically, I just think, were were incorrect. The wrong calls to make. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen, what the uh, NFL is going to do, the competition committee, what, you know, if they're going to look at it midseason or wait till the end of the year. Um, well, that's the it, thing, right? It, they always wait until the end of the year, but this is only week number five. Mm-hmm. I feel like and it's changing the outcome of games. That's the problem. Yes, yes. It you know, that's is. that's it the problem is. right there. Um, yeah, it's it's just inconsistency. Again, go back to my old 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 problem. is that they don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the you know now, some of them are even being intimidated by the fans. It's just 
<laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on with the, with the refs and stuff. Uh, yeah, intimidated by fans, intimidated by Tom Brady. You know, uh, <laughs> give me a break. You know, so. I feel like that's Tom Brady's MO, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just looks at the refs like, hey, why didn't you call that? Okay, so let's, let's look at our week number five uh, reviews. Let's start with. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who were annihilated by the Bills, thirty-eight. Yeah. We had we had them losing this game. Mm-hmm. We had them seventeen thirteen. We had them twenty-four to thirty-five. But they only put up three points. So <laughs> yeah. What? What? And we we watched this game at least the first half together. And yeah. It was. It wasn't just that the offense was bad. Mm-hmm. The defense, and I like to see for the defense. The defense was bad. Well, the defense hasn't looked good since T.J. Watt got injured, um, and they've you know they're zero and eight I think now uh, with him uh, being out. So you know, defensively, they just gave up some humongous plays. Um, you know, well, that one to start the game was like a 98-yard reception. Uh, it was an unbelievable throw, but our cornerback was not in position at all. I don't know what the heck he was doing. Um, and then the, the other one, you know, where uh, Davis again took the ball away from Mika, that was just a great play, a great throw. Um, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me the Bills score that much. It's the Bills. It's... Uh, it's Josh Allen, you know, it's Davis, it's Diggs. Those guys are the real deal, but we, you know, it's just the, the, uh, the big plays that we gave up is, is just scary. Um, it was disappointing for sure. And, you know, Ryan Clark went out and said that it looked like the team quit. That's kind of what I saw too. Uh, after that first half, it really looked like, especially defensively, like the team just like gave up and said, okay, just, go up and down the field do whatever you want it's out of control uh we can't stop you and that's that's basically it i mean josh allen has 424 yards passing this that's humongous they had two players with over 100 yards gabe davis had 171 yards receiving that's crazy that is crazy uh and then I don't know if you get 52 times a lot for a quarterback, especially for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, well, they're playing from behind, so it doesn't surprise me. They were down early. Uh, I think there was some opportunity for them to get some drives at the beginning of the game. The beginning game started off like, it looked like it, you know, started off promising where we punt, you know, we kicked the uh, long kickoff. They mishandled the ball and they started like way like backed up basically and then they had that big um you know touchdown pass um so that was disappointing but from there you know the game wasn't out of control and i thought you know Pickett played well um but you know we same issues with the drops deontay dropping passes um some untimely penalties and just not being able to sustain drives um killed us and once it got out of hand we just became one-dimensional at that point you know Najee wasn't running well um 
you know, at the start of the game. So we just had to, to throw. And, and unfortunately, Piggy wasn't put in position when you're facing a good team to start with. And now you're down big early. You know, that, you know that, that's why you got to throw 50-something times, which, you know, hopefully doesn't happen again this week. Yeah, I mean, he threw 52 times, but this is the one that got me, had, had me a little bit perplexed. Deion John, Deontay Johnson, 13 targets, but he only caught five balls. Is he dropping balls, or are those were just bad passes? There's a couple drops and a couple catches that he made. He was like, yeah, this one that could have been a touchdown throw, um, and his foot, you know, was out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, Kenny, I don't think Kenny made any really, really bad throws at all. Um, you know, for the most part, his throws were, were pretty good. I think, you know, there was just some, some drops, um, and then we couldn't run, run the ball. Like I said, we we're one dimensional. Um, and it was just tough uh, to get anything going. But that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, honestly. Um, you know, you said I had them scoring 24 points. I thought Kenny would be able to score a little bit more than what Mitch was doing. But that's been the struggle all year with Matt Canada's offense. Um, and I was honestly hoping, I think a lot of Pittsburgh was was hoping that Matt Canada would be fired uh, today. But... You know, unfortunately, it was Matt Rule that got fired, not Matt Canada. So um, I expect more of the same this week, you know, when we face Tampa Bay. You know, it's going to be a struggle again, one, you know, uh, offensively to put anything together. And uh, it's going to be like this the whole season. So that's basically what, what I'm expecting at this point. Well, let's move on to Tampa Bay against the Falcons because they won that. And they won that. Handily, because I think if you look at the final score, twenty-one to fifteen, you're like, "Oh, it was a close game," but it wasn't really a close game. They scored the fifteen points in the fourth quarter, and I think by that time, they already had the game in hand. Um, I didn't see this game because I had to go to a birthday party. But what what was your final opinion on this game? Did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look good? Did they just labor? What was your opinion? I thought they were okay. I thought they are starting to look better. Um, I like that they, you know, uh, gave Fournette. They leaned on Fournette heavily uh, in the run game, in the passing game. He caught 10 balls. Um, you know, that's what you got to do when you're not, you know, your team's not 100% healthy, and I don't think uh, they are. Uh, you know, when you look at Chris, Chris Godwin at this point, um, you got to lean on other players. So they stuck with the run more than they did in previous games. And they gave him a chance out of the backfield as well. Um, so I thought they were, you know, I thought they were pretty good. I think they'll, you know, continue to get better as the year goes on. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Julio. Obviously he didn't play, might miss a, a few more weeks, but if they can get anything from him, uh, then they'll be in really good shape. Yeah, I, I saw that looking at the statistics. They tried to run the ball. I mean, they didn't get to 100. Then we got 69 yards. Uh, Atlanta, though, they got 151 yards rushing. But, you know, Mariota is a running quarterback. So, mm-hmm. he just, you know, and he led them with 61 yards. Um, I think that they're still, they're still finding out what kind of team they are. Tom Brady turned it for 52 times. That seems like a lot, but... I think that's his M.O. 
now, right? He wants to throw the ball. Well, short passes too, so it's not going to be deep passes. It's just an extension of the running game, I think, uh, when you throw those short passes. So that's his game, you know, get the ball out quickly, um, especially with a fairly young offensive line or new offensive line, I should say. Um, so that's that's his game. That's what he excels at, those quick passes. And uh, I think that's, like I said, I think that's what the game plan is going to be going forward. They'll continue to lean on uh, Fournette uh, more. Um, until Godwin is healthy, until they get Julio back and he's out there. And then, you know, Tom can start, you know, throwing it down the field a little bit more. Uh, the other game, which last week I told you I was very confident about, I wasn't this confident where they would be shutting them out, but. Yeah, this was a surprise. 29 to zip. Yeah. I think I think we can start. I think we can start giving Matt Patricia an apology. Not me necessarily, because <laughs> I always thought that they had it under control. But there was a lot of doubters out there that this offense wasn't going to work. And you know, you talk about a rookie a rookie quarterback and he's serviceable. I think the plays are are working. I mean, it was the Detroit Lions. But, I mean, they were the number one offense coming in. So, uh, I think that this is this team is on the rise. What do you think? Yeah, listen, you know, three weeks in a row, he scored 20 points. Now, two of those games were in a losing effort to the, uh, the Ravens and the Packers. But you're scoring, which is, you know, it's good if you're talking about, you know, Patricia. Um they're two and three right now. They got the Browns, the Bears, Jets, Colts, just looking ahead. Some winnable games, like you said. Um, but I don't think that Green Bay team was necessarily a good team. Obviously, the Lions aren't a, a great team. I think uh, all the hype about their offense, well, that's out the window now. Um, we'll see what they have the, the next few games, see what kind of team they are. Well, I think, I think their offense can't score. I mean, I saw them running the ball well. I saw them passing the ball, you know, pretty well. 229 yards is not bad. But their defense is atrocious. Their defense is the number one problem with them. It's just... And now, I saw that game twice. So I saw it live and then I saw it again on the replay. And they, Detroit Lions were losing BBs left and right. I mean, mm-hmm. I counted five DBs that they lost in the game. Um, they're going to have issues. And this one and three, this one for record, it's not It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. They are who we thought they were, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyone who is expecting just because you have like a really, uh, I don't know what to say. What would you call the coach? Um, loud, boisterous. Uh, coach, if you think that would, was going to change anything, then you're a fool. Um, I was, it's still Detroit. You know, I, I think the guys are playing hard, don't get me wrong, but that defense is terrible. Um, and I'm not sold on Goff, uh, you know. and No one's going to convince me that Goff is a good quarterback. I would say this about Dan Campbell. If I was at the bar and I started a fight, I would want Dan Campbell to oh, yeah. the next 
Absolutely. And maybe like Robert Sala. Yeah. Like I would, I would satisfy with them. But then, comes to like running a football team, I would not want that kind of thing. Yeah. I know that he went for it. I think four times or four down because his um, kicker is injured or whatever the case. But I was like, the plays that he's going for on fourth down were hard. And I was just like, mm-hmm. at least one of these have to be like a play action. At least one of them have to be like a, a quick throw. But no, he, he was very stubborn. He wanted to push it up the middle and they got stuffed each time. Um, Old school football, man, doesn't mm-hmm. always work. Not against the Patriots, it won't. All right, Lauren, let's talk about our upset specials for the week because we actually crapped on both of them. My upset special was Seattle over New Orleans, and all of a sudden, New Orleans, it was it was really Tyson Hill that had the game of his life. <laughs> yeah, uh, they scored thirty nine points when I was just complaining about them last week that they can't score. To save their life, all of a sudden they scored 39 points. Yeah. Um, we were watching that game at the bar and we couldn't believe how well Geno Smith was playing. Oh, well, it's, yeah. I believe now because it, it's not that it's like he's done it for one game, he's done it the entire season. Um, he's just completely changed, you know, who he is as a quarterback. He just looks. Uh, like an NFL quarterback, like an NFL starter in the league. Um, you know, so there was one throw. I don't know if you saw it, but it, it was it's it was all over social media. Like one throw he made rolling to the left and he threw across his body. It, it, it reminded me of like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes type of throw that you wouldn't see every quarterback making. And he just the yeah, athleticism, the arm strength. Everything was there, and I was just—I was impressed. I've been impressed uh, with Gino. Yeah, I think that if their defense gets better in that conference with the LA, with the, in that division, with the LA Rams struggling, and that Arizona struggling, I mean, you never know—they can slip right in. They—they they can slip right in. It's going to be a couple years, I think, for them to fix that defense. Um, you know, I, I don't, they're two and three right now. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Um, but I do think, you know, they don't necessarily, unlike what I thought the first part of the year, that they're going to be tanking for a quarterback. I don't think that's going to be the case any, any longer. I think they, in Geno Smith, they found someone that can be that franchise quarterback, you know, for another, you know, six, seven years. Yeah, Geno Smith, how many... How many years do you think he has left in the tank? Two, maybe three? No, I think he's... I'm trying to figure out how old he is. Um, but I think he's, you know, still... I know he's been around for a while. Uh, but he's he's probably got like six or seven years, I would imagine. Let me check. I'm going to check really quick, see how old he is. 32. I just pulled it up. He's 32. So, so maybe he makes it to 37. I know Rodgers and these guys are playing, you know, into their 40s. I don't see him doing that necessarily, but he can probably make it to 37, 38. Yeah, I can see 35, 36. I don't know if he's going to be 
you know, this accurate by that time, but... Right. I don't know. Uh, so let's talk about your upset special, because we actually saw that on the Monday Night Game, Las Vegas and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We actually... We were actually... We thought that Las Vegas would have pulled this one out. They should have. They should have. And then what you happened know? at the end? What happened? Why didn't they win? Well... Well, let me say this. One, they were out without uh, Waller to begin with. If he played like six plays and then he was out the game. So they're a little bit shorthanded to start with, but they controlled the first half. Um, when Kansas City came out and scored right away in the uh, in the third quarter, I was like, oh, we got a ball game. Uh, Chiefs going to, you know, <laughs> the Raiders going to have to keep, keep going hard and they weren't even able to hold on, but... The, uh, the decision, I think, at the end by McDaniels to go for two when they scored could have tied the game with four minutes left. I thought was that was a wrong decision. I thought they should have tied the game. I was convinced they would have a chance to get the ball back, which they did. Um, they got the ball back at the end and, and drove down the field. Uh, you know, they just missed a, a third down throw to Adams where his, his uh, foot was out of bounds, but that would have put him into field goal range um, to win the game. So, you know, they played a great game. They ran the ball well. Um, Carr threw the ball fairly well, despite being under a lot of pressure throughout the game. Um, That's the team I expected to see the entire year with the Raiders. Um, You know, they have a really good team. They've had a tough schedule. It's not going to get any easier. Uh, I did think they needed to beat the Chiefs. And that's why I picked them. I need. I thought they needed to beat the Chiefs to to make the playoffs. And you and I and uh, our buddy Steve, we talked about this. You know, for them to get in, now they got to go. You know, nine and three, the rest of the way, most likely uh, to get to you know ten and seven. So um, I don't. I don't know if I see that happening. Nine and threes might be a lot. You know, a little too much to ask uh, for them. But they, you know, they they play their ass off. They just couldn't hold off. And Kansas City's a tough place to play, too. So, you know, I want to give them credit. Uh, but at the end of the day, wins and losses is what matters. And they, they couldn't hold on. Well, they have a pretty favorable schedule uh, the rest of the way. And, you know, you say 10 and 7. I say making it in with 9 and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't have to go 8 and, th- and 9 and 3. They can go. Eight and four, technically, still make uh, make the playoffs. You know, because we they expanded the wild card. I don't know if that was a good idea that they did that, but right, it lets more teams in. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I think they one of their. You know, honestly, if you look at the roster and stuff, I think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. They're a playoff team. I think they're better than the Broncos. Um. I know the Broncos aren't in it right now, but, you know, to me, I'd want to see the Raiders, you know, in the playoffs. I think it'd be a, they would be a good team to to have in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they'll make it. I mean, look at, looking at the schedule right now, looking at the schedule, and I don't want to spend too much time, but they have the Texans, then they have the Saints, the Jaguars, the Colts, then they have the Broncos. The Seahawks, Chargers might be a tough game for them. The Rams, we don't know how good they are by then. 
This is like early December. Then we have the Pats, then we have the Steelers. So it gets tougher. 49ers, Chiefs again. So it gets tougher towards the end, but I don't want to count them out. And I know that Josh McDaniel is the first year coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he hasn't played hard. And if they continue to play hard, you know, anything, anything happen. We both are out on the Broncos, and we both, we mm-hmm. both think that the Broncos are not going to make it. So we could slip right in. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Still got a chance, but they got to they got to get rolling. Yeah, we got to get rolling. So let's go into week number six because this week uh, it's a special week because we actually. Two teams that we follow are actually playing each other. The Steelers and the Buccaneers. A couple of weeks ago, you were on here saying how Brady has to watch out because the Steelers are coming for Yeah. You feel yeah. the same way? <laughs> no, man. I Completely different outlook on the Steelers. This was a game that I had the Steelers uh, winning. Uh, and at this point, I would have had them, uh, what is this, four and two. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm out on the Steelers at this point. The Bucks are going to win this this game. Um, I think they'll control the game pretty easily. Um, What's your final score? Uh, I think I said, what, 27 to 20, uh, Tampa winning in, in this game's at Tampa or it's in Pittsburgh? It's in Tampa. It's in Pittsburgh. Is it? I thought it was in Pittsburgh. No, I think you're right. Let me just double check. Mm-hmm. I think you are correct, my friend. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Steelers having a chance. Um, I'm giving them 20 points, but I'll be, I'll be happy to be honest if they got to 20 points. Yeah, I gave them uh, 10 to 21. Tampa Bay winning this one. Uh, I gave him, I gave him thirteen point seventeen points last week against Buffalo and nearly mustered three. Mm-hmm. And I think Tampa Bay defense is better than Buffalo. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but the Bills are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the Bills but Tampa are Bay is. I think they yeah, won Tampa Bay is no joke. Mm-hmm. I think they won two. Um, and I just don't. Again, I don't see. I don't see. This one out. Um, the next game that we have is New England at Cleveland. Uh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I think another close game. Um, you know, I think I think the Patriots going to pull this this one off. I know it's in Cleveland, and I think uh, is Cleveland favored? Who's no Patriots are favored, right? Yeah, by was three. Was it by three? Yeah. yeah. That's that's actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I have 17 to 14 as the score I wrote down. So I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, you know, two two teams uh, that their defense uh, is pretty good. Um, and they're both going to hold it down. But I think Patriots is going to find a way at the end to, to win it with a field goal. Yeah, I have uh, 17 to 10, which is winning. Uh, I know that Harris went out during the game with an injury and then Alex mm-hmm. Stevenson. And I think it's going to be all Stevenson again. I mean, the guy had, I think, 161 yards rushing all by himself. 
mean, it was against the atrocious Lions defense. This Cleveland Browns defense is a lot better than the Lions, but it's going to be like a close to 17 to yeah. 10. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that this is a cupcake game. Detroit game was. This one is a little bit harder. But uh, I think the Pats will play that. Uh, what do you have for your upset special? Uh, so my upset special, uh, I have uh, Seattle beating Arizona as my upset special. Um, just gave Nino all that praise a few minutes ago. Um, Arizona hasn't really been playing all that well. Um, and right now, where, where's the line at for this game? Looks like it's Arizona favored by three over under is 51 games in Seattle. Um, I have Seattle, Seattle winning 28 to 24. I think they're going to, listen, I think they're an improved team. I don't trust the, their defense too much, but I think they'll be able to slow Kyler Murray, uh, down a little bit. And uh, I think Gino, they just continue to do his thing. Um, the running back they got, Kenneth Walker, uh, he's going to be starting now because uh, Penny's hurt. And it looks like he might be done for most of the season. Uh, but Kenneth Walker is a beast, probably the best back that came out this year. Um, so I think they'll be fine. I think Seattle's going to, to, you know, come away with a win here. I'm, I'm riding the, the Giants wave here. I'm having them winning uh, over Baltimore's uh, 20 to 17. Uh, I think that I don't trust the Baltimore defense at all. Uh, I think that they're already having issues whether or not they want to fire their coach. I, I thought that was blasphemy. Yes, he takes risks, but they're firing the coach. We're not talking about my ruling. Hmm. I was, you know, I was saying that as far as Baltimore goes, um, you know, Lamar Jackson is, is another talent like Josh Allen. And, you know, he at some point he's going to be able to take over the game. I don't think he's going to be uh, play as poorly as, his, as he did this past week and miss all the throws that he did. Um, but, it, you know, would it shock me if the Giants win? Not necessarily, but I think... Uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to put the clamp, clamp down uh, on the Giants this week. You know, when I, when I look at our, our Giants review, I actually had the Giants losing this game. But I had the Giants being one and four by this time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that they flipped it on me, they were four and one, and the fact that the coach is taking risk. Saquon Bartley is playing out of his mind. Daniel Jones is not making the mistakes that he usually makes. I mean, he's playing very, very conservative. I actually see them winning this game. That's why I picked them as my this special. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad pick. Um, I think it's a good pick, and I think the Giants are a different team than they were last year. It's just a tough opponent, you know. When, you know, anytime you're dealing with like a player, like I said, with like like Lamar, it's tough to to go against him or Patrick or Josh Allen, uh, any of those guys. I'd be a little bit worried about uh, facing those guys. But if the Giants go in and they beat, you know, the Ravens after beating the Packers, uh, 
Man, and they beat, you know, I'm just looking at their other wins this, this year. They beat the Titans, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Bears. So, you know, um, but if they beat the Ravens this week, they, we got to start giving them some credit and saying, okay, maybe they got a chance, an outside chance of uh, making it into the playoffs. Just, you know, you just don't want them to, I don't want them to collapse. Um, you know, it's a team that, is prone to collapsing down the stretch. So, and the, the next couple of games aren't going to be easy. Ravens, Jags, Seahawks, those aren't easy wins. So, let's uh, let's see if they can get past the Ravens. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. That's why I'm riding the blue wave. Uh, let's see if they can beat those teams. Uh, this, that's our week six show. Do you want to add anything else to this uh, podcast? No, man. Um, better days are ahead for our team or for my team. I think your team still, they got a chance. We'll see You know what happens with Cleveland this week. But for all the Pittsburgh fans, if there's any listening to this, uh, yeah, look, you know, keep things positive. Look on the bright side. It's, uh, it's a rebuilding year, if you want to call it that. But Kenny Pickett's out there. He's going to get some some good experience. And by the end of the year, we're going to know who's sticking around, who's not. Um, I doubt Matt Canada makes it past this year. And if, if that's the case, then uh, we'll hopefully move on to someone to someone better next year. You better not hope that Matt Canada stays. Yeah. No. I was hoping he was gone, like I said today. But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna get, they're not going to get rid of Mike Tomlin, right? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think his he's getting a little bit hot because again, these are people he's, you know, choosing, you know, that's the other thing about this. The Steeler way is they like to keep everything in house. Sometimes when you do that, um, you're just missing out on like talent, you know, if you're not looking external sometimes and, you know, Steelers and Mike, they tend to just keep things internal, um, with all their positions, GM position included. And uh, I think they're they're missing out. Um, they have missed out on getting some, uh, you know, better coordinators uh, on on their team, better coaches on their team. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, but something needs to change. I think he realizes that, um, and he's not stupid. You know, he knows that you know his time could be coming to an end if he doesn't turn things around uh, quickly. And there's only so much fans are going to put up with. There's only so much the Rooney's will put up with. And I know they got a young uh, rookie quarterback, but um, it doesn't mean that you get a pass. And it certainly doesn't mean your team can go out there and not give any effort and not play hard. So let's see if he can get those guys motivated again and, and uh, you know turn things around the rest of the season. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to say please. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for listening and supporting us. You can find us at The Sim Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at shutympodcast at gmail.com.